Greetings, my peeps, and welcome to the All Things Basketball Podcast with your boy GD. In this episode, it is postseason. That means it's time for the postseason awards in the NBA. We already awarded one person, so I'll give you the results of that. And then my prediction for the other five awards. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Okay, guys, so the NBA awards are coming up. So they named all the finalists. So I will give you the finalists and my picks to win it. Um, actually, one of the awards has already been uh, given. So uh, we'll get into it in one sec. My whole question with the whole thing is if we're naming the winners now, why have this award show that they have just prior to the NBA draft? So I don't get that part of it. So that's above my pay grade. So anyhow, so let's talk about the one that was already given out. So defensive player of the year. It was between three guys. Mikael Bridges of Phoenix. Rudy Gobert of Utah, the Utah Jazz. And Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics. The way I figure it, you could probably give Rudy Gobert the award every single year. Just if you look at his numbers. Uh, played 66 games this year. Uh, 11 defensive rebounds. 2.1 blocks per game. Uh, nearly a steal a game. And then also, uh, he finished first in defensive rebound percentage, uh, finished second in def uh, defensive rating, and in defensive win shares, he finished third. So you could, again, you could pretty much give it, give him that every year. Mikael Bridges, he did well. Also, he played the full 81 games, only 3.3 defensive rebounds. 1.2 steals, um, not even half a block per game. And in defensive win shares, he finished seventh with 3.7. So, And then you have Marcus Smart, who played 71 games, uh, 3.2 defensive rebounds, 1.7 steals. The uh, blocks are pretty much non-existent. And he actually tied with Mikael Bridges and as far as the defensive win shares go. So, with all that said, the fact that Boston as a unit, especially the second half of the season, tightened up their defense. So, I figure this is like a kind of a team award, but they're giving it to one guy. So, and... Uh, question was you could probably threw his teammate Robert Williams the third in here, but they put Marcus Smart, which is fine. And and what once everything was set and done, Marcus Smart ended up getting the award. So so kudos to Marcus Smart. He's the first guard to get it since 
which I, I found this amazing. He's the first guard to get it since Gary Payton's won the award. So uh, that's pretty lofty uh, company when you start talking about the glove Gary Payton. So kudos to him for that. So, so we have that one award down. So let's look at the other ones that haven't been given yet. So uh, six man of the year. Uh, it's between three guys, Tyler Hero of the Miami Heat, Cam Johnson of the Phoenix Suns, and then Kevin Love of the Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm pretty much calling this one, uh, the Tyler Hero Award, uh, because I think he's an absolute shoo-in to win this sixth man of the year. Played 66 games. Uh, and he's uh, from the bench he averaged uh, 32.6 minutes which is pretty good for a bench player uh, 20.7 points per game 5 rebounds 4 assists he shot at 44.7 from the field nearly 40% from 3 which is pretty amazing and then 86.8 from the free throw line. So Tyler Hero, I think this um, is just a formality there. Cam Johnson, yeah, he he was fine. A uh, sixty-six games, uh, twenty-six point two minutes he played, uh, twelve and a half points per game, a little over four rebounds, uh, six and a half, shooting forty-six percent from the field. 42.5 from three-point range, pretty good. And then 86% from the free throw line. And then Kevin Love, I just figured they just threw his name in there. Who actually played 74 games. That's To me, that's the shocking stat of, of all of this. Uh, he only played 22.5 minutes per game, which I guess um, the thinking of J.B. Bickerstaff, keep his minutes low. And that way you minimize risk as far as his injury history goes. 13.6 points per game. Uh, over seven rebounds. Um, over two assists. 43% from the field. Uh, a little above 39% from three-point range. And then 83.8 uh, from the free throw line. So... Again, I think this is Tyler Hero's award to lose. Well, uh, I think he'll get it this year. Most improved player. Now, this one really surprised me because you have three guys that are actually all-stars. And then not only the fact that they're all all-stars, they're all point guards. So, uh, uh, the candidates are, the finalists rather are, uh, Darius Garland of the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, Ja Morant of uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, and DeJounte Murray of the San Antonio Spurs. Garland, for the year, 68 games he played, 21.7 points per game, 8.6 assists, 3.3 rebounds, uh, one point three steals per game. He shot at 46.2 from the field, 
three from the free, um, three point range and then a whopping 89% from the free throw line. So pretty good there. Job Moran, uh, he, he actually missed 25 games. So that not sure if that does him in, but they still have him up here. So, um, so like I said, 57 games he played, 27.4 points per game, 6.7 assists, 5.7 rebounds, uh, 1.2 steals per game, shot it over 49% from the field, 34.4 from three-point range, and then a little above 76% from the free throw line. So, the... Um, John Moran with a absolute breakout year, that's for sure. And then you had DeJounte Murray, who quietly had a solid year. He played 68 games, much like uh, Darius Garland. Uh, uh, above 21 points per game, 9.2 assists, uh, 8.3 rebounds. He led the league in steals with two a game. Uh, he shot it also 46.2% um, from the field. Only 32.7 from three-point three range. And then he shot it from the free throw line, 79.4%. And oh, by the way, he finished second in triple doubles with 13. So... This was, this is a tough one. This is an absolute tough one because do you give it to Ja? Even with the fact that he missed those 25 games and his team playing very well and played well without him. So, uh, so do you reward Ja Morant with this most improved player award? You, do you give it to Darius Garland, whose team kind of slumped down the stretch? They played well beginning of the season, but they kind of faded towards the end. But uh, across the board, he had solid numbers. Or do you give it to DeJounte Murray, who was pretty much an all-around player, who got um, played well throughout the season, he did miss some time down the stretch and actually missed uh, quite a bit of it as they were making their run towards the playoffs, the Spurs were. So um, this one is tough. This one is tough because I don't think you can lose with either guy. Um, if I had to take a guess, I think John Moran gets it. I think he ends up getting it out of uh, these three guys. So, uh, I think Job Moran gets it. So, moving on. Uh, Coach of the year. Coach of the year. Uh, your three candidates are Taylor Jenkins of the Memphis Grizzlies, Eric Spolstra of the Miami Heat, and Monty Williams of the Phoenix Suns. So. Taylor Jenkins, his team went 56 and 26. That um, that was good for second in the West. 
and first in the Southwest Division. And within those 56 wins, he had an 11-game win streak. So Taylor Jenkins, I've kind of been singing his praises all year long. Uh, fine job he's done with that uh, Grizzly squad over there and um, just coaching it up. Eric Spolstra uh, finished 53-29. and 29. He finished the top of the East, the number one team there, and obviously the number one, the number one team in the Southeast Division. And he had a stretch of a um, uh, nine wins against one loss. He had a, that stretch during February, actually, uh, a little before before the All Star break, and then a little bit after. So, um, so that covers pretty much most of February. So, uh, Eric Spolstra, you know, uh, it was a tight race down the stretch, but he got his team to play. So they finished on top of the East and then Monty Williams, who finished 64 and 18. His team finished first in the West, first in the Pacific division. And within his, uh, 64 wins, he had, uh 18-game win streak, 11-game win streak, and a 9-game win streak. And, oh, by the way, he went undefeated for the month of November to kind of get out to that large lead in the division and in the West. So, uh, I think with all said and, is said and done, being that he got robbed last year, I think Monty Williams gets it this year. So, yeah, I think... Now that I think about it, it probably worked out the best this way because he deserved it last year, make no mistake about it. But I think him coming around this season and just leading that tough Western Conference the, pretty much from end to end. Um, I know Golden State was up there as well, but um, pretty much end to end, the Phoenix Suns were on top of that West Western Conference. So I think Monty Williams finally gets his recognition and he gets coach of the year. So, and then we have rookie of the year. Uh, your finalists are Scotty Barnes of the Toronto Raptors, Cade Cunningham of the Detroit Pistons, and then Evan Mobley of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Scotty Barnes played the most game of the three candidates, 74 games he played, played some big minutes too, uh, 15.3 points per game, uh, seven and a half rebounds, three and a half assists, above, just above one steal per game. He shot at 49% from the field, a little above that, and 73.5% from the charity stripes. So Scotty Barnes with a pretty good rookie year for a team that was uh, pretty good, actually. So um, I think you got to take that into consideration. Kay Cunningham, who's got off to the slow start, and actually he was also hurt in the beginning of the season, but uh, he eventually met, got with the team. And uh, 
And he played well. Uh, he played 64 games total. 17.4 points per game. 5.6 assists. Uh, five and a half rebounds. 1.2 steals. He only shot at 41.6 from the field. And 84.5 from the free throw line. So, Kay Cunningham with us. You know, a solid year. Got off to the rough start, but he finished okay. And then you have Evan Mobley, who uh, played for the Cleveland Cavaliers. <clears throat> 69 games for him. Uh, also played big minutes. Then he had the uh, injury down the stretch. But he finished with 15 points per game. 8.3 rebounds. Two and a half assists, 1.7 blocks. He shot it nearly 51% from the field, only 66% from the free throw line. So, uh, I think, I think the award will probably go to, and this was a tough one too, I got to admit that. I think it goes to Evan Mobley. I think it ends up going to Evan Mobley um, because of what he provided for this team. Um, totally unexpected, by the way. Uh, I understand he was the high choice and so forth. But remember, they still had Jared Allen there. He had a Kevin Love still. He had a Laurie Marketing. So you thought the idea was that they would bring him along slow. Nah, he started right out the gate and played well. So, uh, pretty much in the end. Kind of like Scotty Barnes, too. But I think uh, Evan Mobley will get the award. And then the final one is MVP. This one is tough. This one is tough. I'll tell you the candidates. Um, Giannis Antetokounmpo for the Milwaukee Bucks. Joel Embiid for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. And then Nikolai Jokic for the Denver Nuggets. So, and then again, I say, uh, you heard me talk about this uh, in the past. No Devin Booker here. I mean, he's the top player on the top team in the West. I understand. I get it. Monty Williams will probably get the coach of the the year award, but how can you not consider Devin Booker amongst the uh, MVP candidates? That to me is such a crime. So, so that's my rant there. But uh, nonetheless, these three uh, players here are very much uh, worthy of the honor as well. So, Giannis, you could give it to him. Every single year with what he does. He played in 67 games. Averaged nearly 30 points per game. 11.6 rebounds. 5.8 assists. 1.4 blocks. low above a steal per game. Shooting 55.3% from the field. 72.2 from the free throw line, which for him, for him is pretty good. And then also 
he finished the year with four triple doubles. Uh, he was named player of the month for the month of March. So down the stretch, he played well. So, uh, again, you can always give Giannis this award. That's for sure. Nikolai Jokic, he's another one you could give it to every single year. Although this year he he did shine uh, with the fact that there was no Jamal Murray for the whole year. So he pretty much had to carry the squad, uh, which he did. 74 games he played in, a uh, little above 27 points per game, uh, 13.8 rebounds, 7.8 assists. In fact, he ended up being the, they say now, the only player, I'm surprised by this stat, with 2,000, over 2,000 points scored, over 1,000 rebounds, and over 500 assists. I was surprised. But yeah, so he's in elite company in that regard. And then um, he shot it from the field uh, 58.3%. Uh, also 33.7 from three point range, 81% from the free throw line. And he led the league in triple doubles with 19. 19 of them this year so uh again uh it could be a chance he goes back to back here and then you have joel and b joel and b who played 68 games which is very good for him uh that this is probably around the amount of games you want to see him play in a given year uh if you get up to 70, you, you're happy with that too. But I think 68 is probably the range between 66 to 68 games, given his injury history of the past. But nonetheless, he scores 30.6 points per game, which leads the entire NBA. So that you definitely like to see that. 11.8 rebounds. He scored... He had a career high in assists, 4.2 assists per game. Uh, a block and a half, he had a little above a steal per game, shooting nearly 50% from the field, 37.1 uh, from three-point range, and then 81.4 from the free throw line. He was twice named Player of the Week, and... For the month of January, he was named Player of the Month. So, um, so as far as getting the award, I think I understand. <laughs> I get it. The competition that's here, but I think Joel Embiid finally gets an MVP award here. Um, being that, and he's done it from. From pillar to post, from the start of the season up until the end, um, he's played very well. You know, people want to take it away from him, the fact that, uh, you know, James Harden came over and played 21 games with him. But the whole thing with that is the presence of Harden did not take away from his MVP uh, campaign. Not to me, at least. He was an MVP before Harden arrived. 
he still stayed one when Harden was with the team. So I think you got to get credit for that. I understand. I get it. Uh, Jokic, again, he didn't have Jamal Murray. And then Giannis, you could give it to him every year because his numbers are always solid across the board. But I think Joel Embiid for this year really showed himself. And I think it's worthy enough of being named MVP of the league. So, so guys, that's my take on the awards for this postseason. So, we'll see what happens as days go on. They'll leak out uh, each of the winners. Again, I don't understand why they do it now since you're going to have an awards show uh, in June. But, what do I know? So, anyhow, so... That's my take on all that. All right, guys. So, uh, again, I thank you for listening. And we'll be talking soon. Uh, playoffs is underway. A lot of exciting action. So, we'll talk about it. So, uh, just stay tuned. And, again, thank you for listening. And take care, guys. And we'll talk. So, my peeps. If you enjoy what you're listening to, you can follow me on my Facebook page, GD That Sports Dude. You also can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at GD That Sports Dude. And also on Twitter, you can find me at GD That Sport Dude. Also, you can email me at That Sports Dude GD at gmail.com. You can also support me through my Zelle at that same email address. And also on anchor.fm slash gd that sports dude. You can hit the support button there to contribute to this podcast and also like me there as well. And again, I thank you for listening to this content.